Well, hey, good evening, everyone. I don't know about you guys, and this might be bad to say, but you know, Wednesday nights are like slowly becoming just my favorite. Uh, there's something about coming in here in uh, the middle of the week, in the middle of stresses and um, just things not going right and be able to step into God's presence and having him meet us there every time. Um, and I've been doing a study lately on the difference between praise and worship. Um, and, and, you know, it's two words that we use hand in hand all the time. Um, but, you know, biblically in the Greek, they have two completely different meanings. Um, and so the, the Greek meaning for the word praise is an, an enthusiastic acknowledgement uh, to one who deserves praise. Pretty straightforward, right? Um, but the word in the Greek for worship, um, which is proskuneo, and it means to kiss the hand of the one who's revered. And there's something so special about our worship that we don't find in praise. You know, our praise a lot of times is a unilateral thing. It's, it's us giving praise to God, but worship is that communication. It's that relationship. It's us meeting with God and him meeting with us uh, through song, through these things that we're doing. And so I just want to encourage you guys tonight uh, to really press in. I really seek after the Lord. I, I just have been feeling, um, you know, Pastor Sean and even us, we've been, we were just praying before and it just feels like God wants to do some cool stuff tonight. And so I just want us to come expectant. You know, I think that's a lot of times uh, where we where we miss meeting with God is, is we come in, we're closed off, we're stressed. Uh, it's just another thing we have to do. But man, there's a work that God wants to do tonight. And if our hearts are open and willing, like he's going to meet us there. Um, so let's all stand. We're just going to pray. We're not going to meet each other tonight. Um, you can do that afterwards. Uh, but we're just going to pray, and then uh, we're going to start with a new song. So it'll be pretty cool. But uh, Father, we just come to you tonight. Lord, we're excited. We're expectant, Lord, of just the work that you want to do. Um, Father, would you meet us in this moment right now um, as a church body? And if we're not expectant, God, would you open up our hearts uh, just to the work that you want to do tonight, Lord? Um, we approach your throne tonight with surrender, with humility, God. Um, we're here for you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
that you have done for me. you 
every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring You're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you Jesus, the only one you could ever say. You're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you.
as we were praying about tonight, we were considering just what God wanted to do in the hearts and lives of each of you here tonight. We were, we were thinking about you. We were praying and asking the Lord, what is it that he desires to do? And as I was spending time with the Lord, uh, even today, this morning, uh, and this afternoon, God was continued to lay uh, uh, on my heart the, the story of Joseph. Now, if you think about the life of Joseph, um, here's a guy that uh, wasn't treated really well by his family, right? A young man that had a, a, a cool, in, you know, cool coat, a jacket that his brothers didn't have. Jealousy came into the family. They took the coat. They, they were going to kill the brother, right? Kill Joseph. And, and, and instead, they, they threw him in a pit to think about it. Here's Joseph at the bottom of this pit feeling the weight of life. Is life going to be taken from me? Is this where life ends? And thank God that the Ish, these, this, this band of Ishmaelites come through. And they say, hey, we could get money for Joseph. And so they sold their brother into slavery. And this journey begins for Joseph. I don't know where you're at tonight, but maybe you feel that you're on a journey. And maybe it's not the greatest journey. But there are moments of praise in the midst of the journey. There are moments of worship in the midst of the journey. And I want you to see that tonight in Joseph's life for, for just a moment as we look at a, a moment in his life. So he's taken, he's taken and he's sold into slavery and the, the brothers take his coat and put blood on it, tell his dad that he's, that he's dead. And now we pick up the story in Genesis chapter 39, the beginning of chapter 39, and it says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Now that's where the Ishmaelites were taking him. And Potiphar, an officer of, of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. So he's now sold. He's property of someone else. His life, in a sense, for Joseph, he's thinking to himself, it's over. Life is over. He's a slave. Yet verse 2 of 39 says this, And the Lord was with Joseph. I want you to hear that tonight. The Lord was with Joseph. And the Lord is with you. In whatever you're going through, it says the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of the master, uh, the master, the Egyptian, and his master saw that the Lord was with Joseph and that the Lord made all that he did prosper in his hands. You might feel that you're in a pit tonight. You might also feel that you've been betrayed by, by those closest to you, or life has been stripped away from you, just like Joseph. But I want you to know the Lord is with you. He hasn't left you. He's right there with you, and He hears you. He hears your prayers. He hears your thoughts. My question to you tonight is, is do 
do those around you see that the Lord is with you? Is the Lord coming out of your life that, that those around you know that He is there? It's important as we, as we come in tonight and worship that we remember that the Lord is with us. That we can stand in confidence and know that God's with us. Even if, we're in, if we've been thrown into a pit or we've been betrayed of any kind. Then it goes on down into that, that chapter in verse 7. It says, And it came to pass after these things that, the, that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph and, and she said, Lie with me. Now, Potiphar's wife had a longing for Joseph, right? We know the story. Yet Joseph, in verse, verse 8, he says, But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, my master does not know what is, what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has done to my hands. There is no greater in his house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me, but you because... But, but, but you because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So Joseph's confidence is in the Lord. He says, I'm not going to sin against Potiphar. I'm sinning against God. He knows that God is with him. And he's standing in the midst of another trial. He's, he's been sold into slavery and now he's, he's been given place in God's prospered him and now this this wife wants to to have him and we know the story she she tries to pull him in and and she he he gets away and he grabs his robe and he takes off without his robe and and he's she's left with it and he's now she's now standing there saying he tried to rape me he tried to lie with me when she was trying to lie with him. And this is what happened in verse 20. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into prison. Man, bad rap for Joseph, right? So now he's falsely accused. Joseph, the, uh, Joseph's master puts him in prison a place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. Wow. Maybe you feel like you're in prison tonight. But I want you to hear this next verse. Verse 21 says, But the Lord was with Joseph, and he showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. God was with Joseph in the midst of every step, every battle, every problem, every trial, every addiction, every situation, everything. God was with Joseph. And Joseph came near to the Lord. And tonight as we worship, I, I want to encourage you, come near to the Lord. Don't just worship as, as a, a routine, but worship because it's real. Let praise come from your lips so that God can be glorified because He is with you. 
He wants to be close to you. And it says in verse 23, the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with Joseph. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. So what is our perspective tonight? When we're walking through this journey, because I want you to see something. Joseph didn't see the end of his life. He couldn't see what was ahead. We can because we have this, right? We know what came in Joseph's life, and we'll, we'll see that in a little bit. But, but, but tonight, you can't see what's ahead of you. You can't see what God has for you, what he's taking you through for and so as we walk through this worship tonight, I want you to look forward. I want you to believe forward, trust forward, so that God can, can show up in the midst of what's coming in your life. Because though you may be in a trial, you don't know what's coming ahead. And so as we worship tonight, I want you to put on that perspective. When prisons come in your life, What's your perspective? When we've, been, when we've been falsely accused, what's our perspective? Where is our confidence? Joseph's confidence was in the Lord. And his eyes were on Jesus, and he says, My God is with me. And he trusted in that. So as we worship and as we go into a time of worship right now, I pray that you would press in and find that place knowing that God is with you. Amen? Amen. Let's worship.
that we sing tonight that he brings peace through it all that just at the name of Jesus every fear must bow and every demon must flee and even when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death our Jesus our God is with us let's sing it out and believe it please 
times uh, circumstance tends to grab our attention away from believing that. But that's a promise that God gives, that he's making all things work for the good of those who love him. You know, and I think as we get to know people in the church and outside of the church you know everyone has a story you know and I think sometimes we have to look back at our lives in in order to move forward you know just as, as Pastor Sean was teaching about Joseph I bet it was really easy for him literally in the trenches to question God's goodness but he knew that God had a track record of proving his faithfulness over and over again. And I know sometimes it's really hard to believe that. But I just want to take a second uh, and sit and rest in this moment. And allow our hearts to choose to trust God. To let it go. You know, just as the songs... We've been singing darkness, fear, tremble at his name. They have to flee. God, give us more peace. Give us more of your spirit so that we can see you for you. 
but you know, that's, that's an act of our will. A lot of times I think we, we come uh, to God with, with closed fists and we're like, hey God, make something of me right here. And he's like, yeah, we'll just like open your fist and let's do it. And then we're like, I don't want, I don't want that. You know, I think in our, in our heads sometimes it's easier to hold on and to do it in our own strength than it is to give it over to God. But it never works out that way. So we're just going to sit here. We're just going to rest. We're going to do a little bit of, of work, a little bit of business with the Lord. Uh, so just encourage you, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's where you are, if you need to go find your own space, if you need to kneel, if you need to sit, I don't. it doesn't matter. This is between you and God. So let's just take a few minutes here and then we'll, we'll get back into worship. Oh, 
God, your promises remain As this battle rages on I'll find rest knowing you have won I'll find rest knowing you have won
think of Joseph sitting in prison they say that he might have been there for a couple years sitting asking the Lord maybe why why prison Lord why what have I done what what do I what I what did I do to deserve this or he might be asking What for, Lord? What are you doing, Lord? What do you have for me here, Lord? What do you want me to do here in prison, Lord? And as he sits and he waits and he's being faithful and steadfast in the things that God, the things that he knows of God, Joseph's sitting there waiting on the Lord. Pharaoh has a dream. And no one can interpret it except for one that they had heard that could understand dreams, and that was Joseph. And Joseph's brought out of prison, and Pharaoh says, can you understand my dream? And, and he, he says, I can't understand it, but I know one that can, and that's God. And this is what he says. And he predicts this famine that happens in the land that's going to happen. And they prepare themselves so that they know what's going to happen. And they, they store up food and they're ready for the famine. And Pharaoh takes Joseph out of prison and places him second in command in all of Egypt. 
Yet, Joseph's feeling like life's still broken. Because his family's not restored. He has no relatives. He's all alone in a foreign land. And because of the famine, his family, his brothers come into town. And they say, hey, we're dying. We need some food. And they didn't recognize Joseph, but Joseph recognized them. Joseph had a choice, didn't he? He could have said, you wretched brothers. And held it against them. And never forgave them. And never walked in forgiveness. But because of his relationship with the Lord, he lets it go. And there's restoration. Here's the moment in in Genesis chapter 45 in that moment it says Joseph's now standing in front of his brothers he looks Egyptian because they would put all that garb on and and his brothers were in 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 with him they were eating amongst themselves and 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 this is what happens in in 45 verse 1 then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him and he cried out Make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers and he wept aloud. There's a real moment with Joseph right here. A real tender, broken hearted moment of Joseph's life as he feels the weight of what his brothers did to him and betrayed him Yet, here he is, weeping. And the Egyptians of the house and Pharaoh heard the crying. And then verse 3, Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. I'm Joseph. I'm your brother. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him because they were dismayed at his presence And Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me. Come near. And they came near. And and then he said to them, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me here before you to preserve your life. For these two years the famine has been in the land and there are still uh, five years left which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the land and to save your lives with a great deliverance. And this is what I want you to hear. He says in verse 8, he says, So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. It was not you who sent me into slavery, but God. It was not you who did this to me, but God is 
prospered me and, and walked me through this journey so I can be here today. And though, in a sense, he's saying, God is in control of everything. And I'm trusting in that God for the future. And so as we finish our time of worship, I want you to have that perspective for the, for the rest of our time. Let God do what he's doing. Let him take you on the journey. Be faithful and steadfast. Walk through it. Be obedient and trust him in the journey that he's got you on because he's got great plans to prosper you, to, to cause you to win, to move you forward, to, to trust him in, in his blessing that will come. And so he says, it was God, but God, and he has made me a father of Pharaoh and the Lord of all of his house and the ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. So if, would you, if you would stand with me again. Communion is open for you tonight. Encourage you to come and take communion when God places on your heart. But let's take some time to meditate on this and finish out our time of worship tonight.
grace and mercy There is nowhere we can hide from your love You are steadfast, never failing You are faithful Your creation is in all of you You're the healer, come on You're the healer of the sick and the broken Comfort, you are comfort for every heart that mourns. Our King and our Savior forever. For eternity, you will sing of our
no matter what we are facing, no matter what storms are coming our way, no matter what suffering is ahead, he has already proven that he's faithful. He tore the veil that separated us from God. We have direct access to him. He is faithful. Let's trust him. And let's worship him because he's worthy. tonight these are always the hardest to end because sometimes it just feels like we could sit here forever you know Um,
just how far you'd go to say you love us. It's extravagant. It doesn't make sense. We'll never comprehend the way you love us. It's unthinkable. Only heaven knows just how far you'd go to say. Thank you that from before time began that you saw a relationship with us as worthy. God, worthy of the sacrifice of your son that you knew, God, that we would fall and you had a choice whether to pursue a relationship with us or let us go, God, and you gave it all so that we could spend eternity with you, God. What a gift. God, the way that you love us, we'll never understand it. We'll never comprehend it. I don't know why you love me. God, but you've proven yourself time and time again. And that you're faithful. That the storms of life that you lead us through, God, that they're bringing us closer to your heart. That there's never a moment that you waste. God, no matter how many times we fall, no matter how many times we turn our back, you're always there. God, we just rejoice in your faithfulness tonight. God, that above all else, you always have our backs. Ah, God, thank you so much. I don't even know what else to say, Lord. God, we, we end tonight with open hands. God, may this be a moment in our lives that we remember. God, that we can look back on and remember your faithfulness. God, that we see glimpses of your glory arising in our worship. That our songs would be more than praise, God, but we would go from praise to worship, to beholding the riches of your glory, God. Lord, that you would continue to flood and refill our lives with your spirit. God, that when we're weak, when we're weary, we would turn to you and we would look away from the world. God, because you're the only thing that matters. I just want to end tonight. We're just going to end. Whatever. We're just going to end. No, not another song. (laughs) We're just going to end. I'm going to count to three. And then we're going to just lift up a shout of praise. No matter what season you're in, let it be a battle cry if you're in the trenches. If you're in a great spot, just thank God. So we're just going to let it go. All right, here we go. (laughs) One, two, three. So good, so good, so good. God bless you guys. Have a great night. I will see you back here next time.